For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. The number one team in the National Hockey League, duh, it's the Boston Bruins, the best regular season ever. Number two, it's the Edmonton Oilers, everybody, the number two team in the NHL, the winners of eight in a row. Number three, the Carolina Hurricanes. The number four team in the NHL is the Toronto Maple Leafs. Number five team is the Vegas Golden Knights, as far as I'm concerned. They are my West Conference favorite. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. We're coming in hot on a Friday. It's uh, episode number 980 of your favorite sports talk show. How about that? We are Atlanta's NHL show on uh, WQEE Radio, the big key. And um, we have breaking NHL news to get to on a football Friday. I will tell you that longtime Calgary Stampeders offensive lineman and current Stampeders president of business, VP of business. We'll get that straightened out when he gets here. Jay McNeil will be with us for a good portion of the show. And to talk a little Blue Jays baseball, Mike Wilner will be with us from the Deep Left Field podcast, the longtime host of Jays Talk on Jays Radio Broadcast. But Darren Moose DuPont joins us from the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. And Moose, it is, uh, you said football is your number one sport. We're going to spend a lot of time on that. We're going to tell you right now, we'll spend more time on that in segment two because we have breaking news from the NHL. Uh, Jordan, can you just hit the quick six show horn and we'll jump right into the... Because we got so much to get to. Here's the biggest news. The Pittsburgh Penguins have fired general manager Ron Hextall, director of hockey operations Brian Burke, and assistant general manager Chris Pryor today after the club failed to reach the playoffs for the first time in 17 years. And there were more firings around the league, so just hang on. They're calling it already Black Friday in the NHL. The decision to part with the Penguins' leadership came a day after a wildly uneven season where the Penguins won 40 games but finished ninth in the Eastern Conference, ending the longest active postseason streak in North American pro sports. Fenway Sports Group owner John Henry and company chairman Tom Werner said in a joint statement that, quote, the team will benefit from new hockey operations leadership, unquote. And it's kind of a footnote on this, but it's a big deal if you're a fan of the Anaheim Ducks. They have announced today they will not be renewing the contract of head coach Dallas Aikens as they finish the year on, what, a 12-game losing streak, maybe 13-game losing streak. 
one of the worst teams in the National Hockey League, the Anaheim Ducks. So Black Friday, Moose, um, I'll give my thoughts in a second, but what are yours? Yeah, it's uh, big news this morning. On the Dallas Akins front, you know, that'll be an interesting storyline to follow in Anaheim. They've got the best odds to land Connor Bedard. They'll have the most ping-pong balls in the barrel when it comes to the draft lottery after finishing dead last in the NHL. Um, that will be, for me, a big story. Who do they bring in to really kickstart this rebuild? We thought they would be better this year. They weren't. And should they land Bedard, who can be the right person behind the bench to take Zegers and Bedard and that young group and, and turn them into a contender? For the Penguins, they're in a tough spot, too, because, you know, with Latang and Malkin and Crosby, we know they're near the end of their careers, but no definitive path forward. You know, kind of taking another run with that group, what do you do? You know, the new general manager, the new coach coming into this team will sit here, and their new president, new uh, GM, will sit here and say, this is what I want to do. They'll either get to really start the rebuild or they'll decide to take another run or two with that core three. I don't know. It's going to be fun to fall. Well, the hockey people, correct me if I'm wrong, and they will text my personal line if I have this wrong, but I believe Dallas Aikens was hired by the last general manager, Bob Murray, not the current general manager, Pat Verbeek. That's never real good. And my sense is Anaheim posted almost a wire-to-wire bad season. They've never really been in a playoff spot all year. I would have fired him in November, but I would guess the ownership and the general manager there likely saying um, we're bad anyways. So let's just ride it out. We're not turning this thing around with Dallas and uh, let's go and look for a new guy. That's my guess there. On Brian Burke being fired, and why is my, uh, I'm not sure why we're not live on YouTube, or is this me right now? Are we live on YouTube, fellas? Sorry. Uh, Clark says, it glitched on him. It's up now. Okay, I see people writing in saying, where's the feed? Where's the feed? So it's coming. Anyways, I'm seeing people saying with Berkey out of a job and Ron Hextall out of a job, they're saying, well, well, hey, count down until the Calgary Flames hire Brian Burke. So, quote my good friend Eric Tillman, this would be the kind of thing Tillman would say. There's a better chance of John Lynch being photographed in a miniskirt at the corner of Albert and Saskatchewan Drive than there is of Brian Burke being the named general manager of the Calgary Flames. That's the kind of thing Tillman would say, Darren. There's no <laughs> chance. Now, number one, number one, the job isn't open here in Calgary yet. Yet. And I don't know where it's going to go, but just walk this back a little bit. This speaks to the expectations of franchise, does it not? Yes. We missed the playoffs for the first time in 17 years. Off with your head. Somebody needs to pay. And that's why here in Calgary, similar thing. We were expected to be a front runner in the NHL this season. We missed the playoffs. Somebody needs to pay. You see it with just about every team. Saw it in... Um, in uh, Miami with the Dolphins. The Dolphins missed. Well, they made the playoff. They lost to the Bills in round one. Divisional game. Who's fired? The defensive coordinator, Josh Hoyer. Like, somebody needs to pay. I, that's why I laughed. I t- said to you guys before the show, the Rough Riders go 6-12 and 12 in a season. They're missing the playoffs. Nobody gets fired. Well, of consequence. And they are, were told they were expecting a down year. Who's buying this? I don't know. And Pittsburgh, they don't stand for missing the playoffs, apparently, Darren. Hmm? No, no, they don't. 
you know, first year in, in 15, I mean, away you go. Now, that could have been a philosophical difference as well with that group saying, we want to take another run with the core three and go after it and not start the rebuild. Rebuild, ownership says, okay, you tried that. It didn't work. You're done. You know, you fell on your own sword, went down with the ship, whatever. We're going to bring somebody in and get this rebuild started. That's what it tells me. It tells me there's a better chance that ownership wants to start the rebuild in Pittsburgh than it tells me that they want to keep this core together. So I could expect some big, um, you know, personnel changes with this roster um, in this offseason for Pittsburgh. It's going to be a turbulent offseason. A really good analysis by the Moose there. That's why we have him. Uh, you, you bring up some good points. As the ownership's going, you guys go out, you've made the decision to hold on to those guys, and it blew up in your face, so you're gone. Maybe Berkey and uh, Hexie re- respect that. You know what I mean? So yeah. to have had that opportunity and the leeway to do it the way that they wanted to. Now, just on this Black Friday thing, we await for other shoes to drop and what we're told in Calgary. A couple things. Tim Hunter sat here on this couch and said he doesn't expect a decision anytime soon. They'll go through this thorough postseason evaluation. That's what Tim Hunter said. And then Eric Francis saying that there'll be clarification on the GM position within two weeks. So everybody sits on pins and needles while they await that news. Everybody else is watching the Stanley Cup playoffs as we roll into what would be, I guess, point two here. Last night, the leftovers, Matthias Janmark scored twice. Leon Dreisaitl had a goal and two assists. And the Oilers closed the regular season, equaling a franchise record nine straight win, 5-2 over the Sharks. Oil went 14-0-1 in the last 15 games. Uh, following Vegas' 3-1 win over Seattle, Edmonton finished second in the Western Conference and Pacific Division as the Golden Knights clinched with that win. Uh, elsewhere, Evan Rodriguez scored the go-ahead goal on a wrist shot early in the third period to help the Avalanche remain in control of the Central. They beat the Jets 4-2 in a meaningless game for Winnipeg. The Avs have 107 points and need to beat Nashville tonight to secure number one spot in the pennant. Connor Garland had his first career hat trick, scoring 119 into overtime in the Vancouver Canucks. There you go, Cab. Biggest Canucks fan I know. Defeated the Arizona Coyotes 5-4 in the finale for both teams. Rick Tockett went 20-12-4 after replacing Bruce Boudreaux as Vancouver's coach. So that was last night in the NHL. I'm going to roll this into what is point two, and that's round one matches that we know of in the Stanley Cup. We'll push this to Monday when we really know what's going on because there's two series that are waiting. Seattle and Minnesota don't know who they're playing yet. But Boston plays Florida, and there's a bit of... I had some consternation here. I said that I was for Florida to win, obviously, but I've picked Boston and Vegas in the Stanley Cup. Some guy goes, how can you have Boston in the Stanley Cup if you've got Florida beating Boston? And I said, I'm cheering for Florida. I didn't say I think they'll win. Big difference. But Tampa Bay plays Toronto. Carolina plays the Islanders. The Devils play the Rangers. I mean, all these series are salacious. Edmonton and L.A. meeting for a ninth time in franchise history for both. The Oilers have won six of eight so far. And Vegas beats Winnipeg. And as I was, or Vegas meets Winnipeg. As I was walking through the (laughs) casino here, Moose, I, I see up on the screen, they got Craig Button says, Jets to upset Golden Knights. What do you think about that? Did it happen? Well, there's a chance. You know, I don't consider Winnipeg to be the biggest underdog in these playoffs. I really consider it to be Seattle. Um, I really do. I think for Winnipeg, 
There's enough talent there. The way they came together at the end of the season, it's not you know, a Hollywood movie script here, but they came together enough to do what they needed to do to get in. And this is a team that's got enough talent and elite-level goaltending that they can be a top team in the conference. They were the number one team in the Western Conference for a stretch earlier in the season. They can get back to that level. So if they upset, you know, knock off Vegas, yeah, it will be an upset, but it won't be the biggest shock in the world because of the talent they have. So this is going to be a fun dogfight of a series, I really think. Uh, now would be a good time. Our Stanley Cup playoff pool is live. I know Clark can put it up in the uh, YouTube feed, but what do people need to know about our fourth annual Stanley Cup? Play- is that what it is? Four already? Wow. We've been around a long time. It's going to be a lot of fun. going to be a lot of fun. So get in. It's free to enter. Um, just click on the link. Fill out your boxes. Um, pick your players. We'll update the standings here on the show as we get throughout the playoffs. But you only have until puck drops on night one to get your picks in. So grab, uh, grab the link. Share it with your friends. And get into the funnest playoff pool that there will be in the NHL. Before we switch gears, Rob in Cold Lake, Alberta, writes in. He's watching on Game Plus Television. He's written the 902 line, and he says, A few shows ago, you were wondering who was the arena announcer for the Oilers. From 1981 through 2016, it was Mark Lewis. He was a radio salesman at Chad. Worked with Brian Hall, etc. Currently, it's Al Stafford, I believe. The Oilers goal. Mark Lewis. I think I said on the air, nice. Mark Bell, and I don't know who Mark Bell is. I apologize. And that's, uh, I apologize for getting that wrong because uh, the, this iconic announcer for the Edmonton Oilers. Before we go any further, let's do the poll question. Uh, and we're going to spend more time on this next segment, but it's for Key Auto Group. Key Auto Group has the largest selection of quality new and pre-owned vehicles in the parkland area, cars, trucks, and SUVs. Your journey begins at keyautogroup.ca. Uh, Why are we asking this question today? Who's the best color commentator in football? Because Tony Romo's in some trouble today. And uh, not big trouble, but I got a notification flashed across my phone that Jim Nance came out and had to defend Tony Romo on a podcast yesterday, Sports Illustrated's podcast. I'm jumping way out of order here, but I wanted to get to it before the break. Uh, Moose, did you do the... Did you do the Research on that. You see why he's in trouble? There's a report that the CBS execs from New York flew to Dallas and had an intervention at Tony Romo's home. And I thought, interventions? Uh Uh-oh, what do you do? Because I do interventions. I've had an intervention. It wasn't what you think. It was about his preparation and the way he goes about his job as a color guy, I guess. And a CBS has denied that, but Jim Nance came out and defended him. So the poll question today, who's the best color commentator in football? We came up with Troy Aikman of Fox, Chris Collinsworth of NBC, Tony Romo of CBS or other. Tony Romo's leading the poll at 36%. Why don't you broadcast executives stay home? I don't even like Tony Romo as a color guy, and I'm a Cowboys fan. I didn't like him as our quarterback. For the 1,000th time, if you can pick up pre-snap what the defense is going to do on TV, why couldn't you do it when you were our quarterback? But I digress. Everybody loves Tony Romo. What the hell has the CBS got a problem with him for? What did you learn of this story? Yeah, well, there's been some criticism, you know, last season 
um, just about his style and maybe it's getting old and worn and maybe he's mailing it in a little bit. People talked about the chemistry between him and Jim Nance and Nance defended that. You know, every time in any situation in history, when somebody gets popular, the haters come out and noise comes from the other Man. side. And what do we say? 10% make 90% of the noise. So when you get polls like this that show you that people love Tony Romo, it tells you that all that noise you hear online is coming from a small group of people, but they're making a lot of noise. The people who enjoy Tony Romo just sit back and enjoy the games. They don't come out online to say how much they love him. They just enjoy it, you know? But that happens. Every time somebody gets popular, that's when the haters come out. By the way, we see our guest has arrived. Making his way through the slot machines, Jay McNeil on his way, the president of business, vice president of business for the Calgary Stampeders. Uh, Moose, I might let you go early. No, I don't have time. We'll, we'll, we'll let him settle in and get a coffee. We'll, one more segment with you. Nice. I'm going to tell you what. Is that Jay McNeil or is it Ted Danson? How about that? It's kind of what he looks like. Sam Malone from Cheers. <laughs> so we can kick that around. Spencer Turnbull threw five strong innings as the Detroit Tigers ended a six-game losing skid with a 3-1 win over the Toronto Blue Jays. Turnbull had six strikeouts and gave up six hits, one earned rock. When are we going to uh, one earned walk? Uh, sorry, one earned run and a walk. Blue Jays starter Chris Bassett had seven strikeouts but allowed three walks, two earned runs, and four hits over his six-inning appearance. I, when are we going to talk about Chris Bassett? We'll do that later with... Um, Mike Wilner is going to be joining us from the Deep Left Field podcast. When we come back, five Simon Fraser University football players are suing the school over their discontinuation of the football program. We have to talk about that. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers posting a $4.9 million profit. How about that? And more on this Tony Romo situation and who's your favorite football color commentator. So we're just getting rolling. It's a football Friday. It's really all football from here. So settle in on Game Plus Television your favorite streams, your favorite podcast platform, and your southern home of sports and talk WQEE and the Fringe Radio Network. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Playnow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. A site with hundreds of slot games, your favorite live table games, and the Playnow Sportsbook. Head over to www.playnow.com slash rpshow to claim your $50 casino reward. That's www.playnow.com slash rpshow for your $50 casino reward. Playnow.com. 19 plus, use your game sense.
RP Show continues live from Great Eagle Resort and Casino. A live look in on this Friday morning. It is Calgary's entertainment destination here in the gateway to the foothills. And uh, I tell you what, breaking news as we go, uh, they're calling it Black Friday. More firings in the National Hockey League already today. The Pittsburgh Penguins letting go their leadership team of Ron Hextall and Brian Burke. In Anaheim, the Ducks have fired head coach Dallas Eakins. And in St. Louis, word now comes down from Frank Cervelli. The Blues have fired assistant coaches Craig McTavish and Mike Van Ryn. They can't even wait for the end of the regular season, which is tonight. But their seasons are over. Uh, Moose is with us, Darren Moose DuPont. And it's what we call Football Friday. We've got football issues to get to today. Again, we don't need to run the graphic here, but the key auto group poll question today, which we do daily, is who's the best color commentator in football? I'm interested to get everybody's take on that. But it is Canada, and it is Football Friday. So on Thursday, we learned five Simon Fraser University football players filed for an injunction against the school Thursday to reinstate its football program. The claim was filed Thursday in B.C. Supreme Court. The players, all of whom have varying amounts of NCAA eligibility remaining, were listed as plaintiffs, with SFU listed as the defendant. For those that don't know, school president Joy Johnson announced April 4th that SFU was discontinuing its football program effective immediately. The claim listed the damages suffered by the players as a result of the school's decision. I'm no lawyer. I could play one on TV. I was a little caught off guard by this. And then not entirely surprised, but definitely caught off guard. What's your take on this story? It's a story that continues to gain a ton of momentum, and I don't think it's, it's close to being over yet. You know, we're seeing the, you know, the supporters line up. We're seeing the signatures sign the petition to save the program. We're seeing backstory about you know, just unethical behavior in terms of hiring coaches and hosting camps and things like that when there's evidence of the program, you know, of, you know, executives knowing that the program was going to be shut down before certain moves were made and a lack of communication. So I don't think we've heard the end of it. I, I don't know necessarily that the program is going to be saved this season or not. Um, but we've seen a lot of support, which I think shows you a little bit about the strength of football in this country. Sure. I mean, I am not diving into this head first at all. I'm doing what we're all doing. I'm reading the stories and I'm kind of watching from the outside. I'm seeing stakeholders, as they like to say. For those that don't understand when Randy Ambrosi references the stakeholders, here's an example. He's one for Canadian because he has a stake in it stakeholders jim mullen the president of football canada is all over this and my yeah. thinking is well what do you expect the football program and football people to do just go away quietly of course there's going to be a fight but at the end of the day are they going to win like and what specifically are these five players looking for i mean i've been around the block a few times i gotta i've had things happen to me you know what they are and i've had people say well you need to sue and I'm like, for what? A little bit of money or, like, the decision's been made. You're yeah. not bringing back SFU football. You're not bringing back SFU football. If you want to, because what I've seen these players are saying is, I committed to you. You're not holding up your end of the bargain. We had a contract, i.e., I enrolled at your university to play football. I understand all of that. And if you got the right 
judge on the right day, you might get your money back. You might get all of your tuition. You might get a fee for damages, but you're not getting SFU football back. If the university doesn't want the football program, this ain't going to bring it back. What do you think the players' end game is? Yeah, I think at the at the very least, the end game is to at least just not let them get off the hook easily by making this decision. We're just going to make it difficult at the very least and make sure that you exhaust all options. I mean, we saw the letter Randy Ambrosi wrote to, you know, he, I, I guess I don't even remember who the letter was to. It was to all of Canada, but it was to specifically to SFU football and to those executives. And it was to you sports and, and the Canada West about, you know, can you open your doors? Can you make an exemption to your rules to maybe allow SFU to play university football in Canada this season and join the Canada West Conference? So we're seeing that as a potential option. I don't know if they're going to be able to open the doors and change their schedules and allow an extra team to join the conference right away. But you're right. They may get their tuition back. They may get a little bit of a fee. They may want money, but they want something. They don't want to just be kicked to the curb and discarded like yesterday's trash. They want at least to show somebody to show that they care, at least a little bit. I don't know if that's going to happen. That's all that I see this as is putting up a fight and not going quietly into the night. But I don't see this changing anything. And, and, and again, if I'm wrong, let me know. But so far, nobody has. Let me know. Must mean I'm right. 902-518-3033, the number to text here. Before I dabble in this Winnipeg Blue Bombers story, I, I, people always enjoy this, the broadcaster's uh, discussion which I wonder how much the teams realize that. And why wouldn't they? The broadcasters are in your radio. They're in your living room. You feel like you know them, right? For Key yeah. Auto Group, who's the best color commentator in football? We, did, we just really glazed over this. Tony Romo leading with 36% of the vote. Chris Collinsworth, sorry. Romo has 36%, Troy Aikman, and he's my guy, 26% of the vote. Chris Collins worth 22%, and then other voting for 16%. And by the way, it's truck month at Key Chevrolet Buick GMC. Get 3.49% financing up to 72 months. On the 2023 Silverado 1500, conditions apply. Go to keychev.com for details. There's some write-in ballots, and this doesn't surprise me, from Ryder fans for Glenn Souter or Luke Mullender. Mullender does Saskatchewan Rough Riders radio caller. Suter, of course, on TSN. Darren in Winnipeg has said Ray Hudson, and I'm not sure who Ray Hudson is. But it's a write-in ballot, so I guess they call that in the political world a spoiled ballot. But just to walk this back a little bit, I don't... Did you read the article that... Do you believe that CBS executives went to Tony Romo's house in Dallas and had an intervention and said, Tony, you need to prepare better. You need to be better at your job. I, I, because of what I've seen in this business, that does not surprise me at all. But if you go and see the Jim Nance quotes, Jim goes, Tony has his own way of preparing. I'm not even going to try and say it in the Jim Nance voice. Friends. Tony has his own way of preparing. Leave him alone. Now, from day one, Darren, because you and I have been together a long time, when Tony Roma started doing color, I said if he was my guy, I'd pick him up and throw him out the window. But then I realized 
I'm the old man yells at cloud. Tony just has a new way of doing things. Do, 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 you, do you noticeably see a lack of preparation by Tony Romo? Because I do not. Well, I think what we saw was an over-preparation, you know, and how well he was reading these defenses, right? I think it was the opposite. Um, I don't know if it was under-preparation. Uh, that's for sure. But, you know, it's funny. Everybody's got a different style and, and different chemistry, and that's a credit to Jim Nance. I mean, he adapted pretty quickly to be able to call games with Tony Romo this way <laughs> and have the chemistry that they do. I think, you know, what's more plausible is to saying you need to prepare more, you need to put some work in. I think they, you know, if anything, they might have went to him and said, Tony, look at all these negative comments we've gotten. What are you going to do about this oh. to get rid of this? You know, we've got all this negative feedback. What are you going to do about this? What can we do? you got to fix this. And he's like, what do you mean? Our ratings are up. People love us. Look at the polls. They love this guy, right? What's the problem here? There's no problem. You see my Just reaction. Just a few people. I'm, 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 I'm about to get triggered. Because I've been in so many of these meetings, I have zero problem believing that the CBS people flew to Dallas to, to, to rip Tony Romo because they saw on Twitter some people didn't like him. Like, yeah, I think Jim Nance did have to change how he did things to work with Tony Romo. Tony's nuclear in that booth, but whatever. Mm -hmm. Because he's not for me doesn't mean he's not good. And uh, I've worked with so many color commentators, both short-term and long-term in my career, and always the hallmark was just be ready to go i never once never once would even think about asking a guy how did you prepare because they knew if they weren't ready to go they would be fired yeah. and they never were not by me anyways just be ready to go it's no different than a coach prepare however you want just be ready because if you suck out there tomorrow you'll be cut it's pretty simple and it, you know, and it also, that's the thing. I don't, why I don't want to go back into it. I'm getting more and more people asking if I do. Because I've been around it. People don't change, Darren. Put that on my tombstone. That'll be the 97th floor of my tombstone saying, people don't change. Unless they want to change. And, uh, and, there's, and, there, and there's just the type of CEO types that are attracted to this job in general manager positions. You know, I was called into the, to the office by uh, a team. Uh, you see that I'm treading lightly here. A team higher up, muckety muck. And the guy's like, you better pick up your socks. You better pick up your socks, you know. And I said, yeah, why? Well, because the other radio stations, they're gaining ground. They're gaining ground. They're, they're, you know, they're closing the gap on the ratings. And you better pull your socks up. You're slipping. And I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Who told you that? Well, they're salesmen from the other radio station. They told me. Did you see the ratings? No, he told me. I said, what do you listen to? Well, I listen to you. What more do you need? And he's like, oh, he got me. 30 years of sticking up for yourself and defending yourself against this crap. Tony Romo's just at the start of it. He thought being the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, when he retired, it would be the end of it. <laughs> no. You're going to do broadcasting for the next 30 years. You're going to have these idiotic executives calling you on the carpet for stuff you didn't do because some jerkwad ripped you on Twitter. 
between the two of us, Darren, you and I have figured it out today. It ain't ever going to change. It ain't never going to change. I know. It's not. So, you know, Jim sticks up for his guy, and Tony's going to say, hey, yep, sorry, sir, I'll, uh, I'll try and be more likable to them and try and eliminate these tweets, and then he'll go back to doing what he does because what he does works pretty well. You know, he's done a pretty, pretty good job of this. And you know what? There's, the executives know that no matter who you put in that chair, the more popular they get, the more hate that's going to come into it. Um, you just have to be prepared for that. It's going to happen. And some people are willing to deal with it and willing to listen to it and take it and just understand that this isn't the majority of the audience speaking. And other people cave to that and see one bad restaurant review and immediately flip out and change the menu. When you go to a restaurant and have a, and the experience meets your expectations, you know, I go there, my expectation is going to be a good meal. I go there, I have a good meal, and I have good service. I go home, and what do I do? I come back a couple weeks later, right? But when you have a bad experience, that's when you write in. So everybody who has a good experience doesn't write in. You never hear from them. No. I'm getting too upset. Like, I would like to. Tony, this is what I like. Tony, next time they come, invite me. You get out of the way, and I'll deal with them. You jerks put Tony on the number one broadcast crew because you thought he was great. And now you're in his living room ripping him because, again, what somebody said on social media? Get the hell out of here. I'd throw him out myself. Can't work for these people anymore. Sean in Vancouver watching on Game Plus says, I think Tony Romo would rather golf and his heart isn't in the broadcasting anymore. I don't know. Ask him, Tony, do you even want to do this anymore? No, I don't. Well, that was easy. Uh, Jeff in Redmond, Oregon says... uh, I wish the best for Simon Fraser. Players went through this at my alma mater. Humboldt State, a former rival of uh, SFU, before HSU shut their program down. Yeah, that sucked. Moose, I think you're done. Stick close. Good stuff today. It's been fun. You bet. Thank you. When we come back, Jay McNeil, the vice president of business of the Calgary Stampeders, longtime Stamps O-Lyman. We'll be right back on Game Plus. YouTube. And WQEE, the Fringe Radio Network. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Are you tired of overspending on your purchases? Say hello to local deals available on the MySask411 app, which brings you amazing deals and offers right at your fingertips. With a few taps, you can save big on your next shopping spree, from dining to clothing. MySask411 has discounts for all your needs. Download the MySask411 app and start saving today. It's Calgary's entertainment destination, Gray Eagle Resort and Casino, where I can tell you this, after 130 shows today, I think, here, they like the Flames, but they love the Stampeders here at Gray Eagle Resort and Casino. There's no doubt about that. And it's a football Friday, so we are ready to roll with that. And maybe we'll bring Jay McNeil on on some of my... Well, we have to ask him our poll question and all that when we do, but... Jay McNeil is the Vice President of Business Operations, Calgary Stampeders. And I can read off his Wikipedia, but it's never as exciting when I say it. London, Ontario guy. 
here today. What happened in between, Jay? Well, that's a. I hate saying it because I'm so old. That's all. There's a lot that happened in yeah. between. But you know, I, I was drafted by the Stamps in '94. Uh, fortunate enough to play my entire career here, 14 years. Kent State, by the way. Kent, Kent State. State. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, you're right. Kent State. I can't leave them out. Uh, and you know, I fell in love with the city. I knew this is a place I wanted to be, and so I've been here ever since. Humble guy, obviously. He forgot to mention CFL West All Star offensive lineman. Oh one, oh two, oh five, oh six, oh seven. Divisional All Star all those years. How many great cups, Jay? Played in four, one, two. What? That's not bad. Not 50, bad. 50. <laughs> you know, it's funny. As my first eight years, we played in four great cups, and then my last six we didn't go back so it's funny how that worked out you expect that you're going to be there every year exactly. especially with this team yep you know you're always in the hunt and so we were talking before we went to air he's been in oil and gas but you've come back to the cfl and as our mutual friend randy chevrier says you never leave rod it's always in you it's always in you absolutely how, yeah so how did you're new in this relatively new in this role seven months now yeah yeah, yeah. So how did that come about? Well, that's funny. I was actually talking with the team about something different, right? I mean, but it never leaves you. You're always involved in some way or another. And then the, it just came around to, you know, sort of, you know, Huff, you know, what's happening with him and the transition and all those sorts of things. And the next thing you know, we're talking about, well, maybe there's an opportunity for a job here. And uh, one thing led to another. I met with Huff the following week and then John Bean from Calgary Sports and Entertainment the week after. And. That was a Friday, and on Monday I had a job offer. Wow. And so it, it was, it was not, an easy uh, decision. You know, what's funny is before I even knew what the role was, uh, compensation or anything like that, I was at the Labor Day game with my wife, and she said, you know, hey, if this, what do you think? And I said, you know, without knowing any of those details, but let's assume that they get to where they need to be, how do I turn this down? And, uh, and uh, it's, it's a dream come true. Yeah, not, well, not about money. Nope. necessarily right it's about passion now ah you see we have a lot of things to settle into with jay mcneil and he's given us a lot of time here today and i appreciate that i believe that was jake Mayer's first start uh home start yes yeah, first because yeah. he started in winnipeg and lost that game but then he had a buy and came back is he the face of the team you know it, what's interesting is over the last 10 years you know bo levi mitchell was absolutely the face of our team and did so many great things and was such a good you know a great person in our community and he really was the face of the team and you know I think as we make the transition from Bo to Jake uh, I think one of the things we're focusing on is the team right so I mean Jake is he is the guy um, but we really want to make sure that we get all of our team uh, you know as in the community yeah. as much as possible makes a lot of sense uh, you see my mind's going as yeah, we sit here and talk and, uh, <laughs> uh by the way we'll get to your questions everybody 902-518-3033 the text is here in the studio a gray eagle or on the streams you can write in as there as well but the, the reason i'm thinking is i was driving home from the flames game the other night and i i don't know the city that well i can't remember the street i was on but i saw this huge banner like two stories high stampeders tickets starting as low as 15 dollars that's what popped my attention. I don't remember who the player was on the at all. It was the $15. So clearly you guys have said, we got to get people into the stadium, period. Right? You talk about your marketing initiatives going in? Absolutely. You know, and part of that campaign, you know, marketing is, you know, together we ride. And when we say together, obviously there's a team perspective. And so when we look at it, you know, is it one person? No, it's the whole team that's going to get this done. 
but it's really together with the city of Calgary. And that's what that slogan says, is we're doing this as a community and as a team, and we're doing that together. So together we ride. And so that was, our, that was the big push for our marketing campaign this year, is to reconnect uh, with Calgary. Because we've, you know, since the pandemic, we really have lost connection uh, and to, to our fans and to, our, and to the city. So we're trying to reestablish that this well, year. Well, that's what I've always have done, uh, love is getting out and meeting the fans. I mean, shoot, people think it's such an effort on our behalf to go, do you, you've done it. It's, we get as much as the fans. Absolutely. <laughs> so why would you stop? But is it just a given that Southern Alberta is in that whole thing? Like you've mentioned Calgary, but I've heard Lethbridge, Medicine Hat, Reggie, they all got lots of Stamps fans too. Absolutely. So really, you know, we represent Southern Alberta, right? And there's a nice rivalry, but you know, you sort of, you get up to Red Deer, Red Deer North is, you know, is Edmonton, and then Red Deer South is, is Calgary. So we are trying to, you know, reestablish that everywhere with all of our fans. So, you know, you hit the nail on the head there. So seven months in, um, has it been fun? Has it been more work than you'd expected? What? It's been both. <laughs> it's been both. Okay. And so I get asked that question a lot, and how I answer everybody is, I've never worked harder. I've never been more stressed out. I've never lost more sleep, and I've never been happier in a job. And How's so, that possible? Right? It, it, it's unbelievable. So I like I consider myself so lucky to be where I'm at. Well, that's good. Yeah. Um, you did relate it to playing football, and I'd be interested to see what your parallel. Well, actually, that was oil and gas. You were, but yep. The concepts are all the same. What are what are the parallels to playing versus what you're doing now? You know, it's. It's a really interesting, you know, question and perspective because it's, you know, as a player, you're so focused on winning the game, right? That, that is, that's it. You play your best, you know, work with your teammates, win the game. And we're focused on winning off the field as well, but it's a different game. And so, and sometimes those conflict, uh, you yeah. know, and so you have to find that balance and, you know, I think what's cool is I do have the perspective of a player and so can, and we can talk through things and, okay, well, what if we do this and how do we make that work? But it also, you know, you, at the end of the day, we're running a business and uh, we ha it has to be a sustainable business model and we have, to, we have to make that happen. Good thing or bad thing that, oh, we have a break. See how fast is it? We just have to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Sounds I'll good. let you marinate on this in the break. <laughs> Good thing or bad thing that you have the player's perspective in your role now. So yep. hang on. So, and tons of questions are coming in from fans of uh, teams all across the league, which is great, right? We'll be right back. We're live from Great Eagle Resort and Casino on the Game Plus Television Network. That's Pellas Channel 924 all across Alberta and BC and whatever your cable carrier is across the rest of Canada and 31 U.S. states. Also your favorite podcast platform and your southern home of sports and talk WQEE, the Fringe Radio Network. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Playnow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. A site with hundreds of slot games, your favorite live table games, and the Playnow Sportsbook. Head over to www.playnow.com slash rpshow to claim your $50 casino reward. That's www.playnow.com slash rpshow for your $50 casino reward. Playnow.com 19 plus, use your game sense. 
Another beautiful Calgary morning. Have a look at that great Eagle Resort and Casino. We are on the beautiful Satina Nation, the gateway to the foothills. And how about this? Jay McNeil has a lot of fans, people writing in here. Jeff, the Stamps fan, says Jay is number one in games played for a non-kicker with the Calgary Stampeders. I'm sure you knew that. Look at you. What's funny about that? Not many people know that stat. <laughs> yeah, where would you look that up? Is that on your Wikipedia or something? Or? I, I, don't, I just learned that semi-recently. So. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> That's great. Uh, from Craig Smith, our director of scouting, two-time Grey Cup champion watching the program, says, Jay McNeil was such a solid player, a guy you want on your team. Jay was the best. Who was the best D lineman you faced? You must get that a lot. <laughs> I do get that one quite a bit. So I would say uh, early on in my career, it, it was Johnny Scott from... Uh, oh, he was a load. Hamilton. Oh. He was started in BC, Toronto. Started in BC and then and then went to Hamilton, Toronto. Yeah. And he was 300 pounds and he could move like like you'd never seen before. And he had great feet and he was fast. And, and he played, you know, he was not always physical. He was a lot of times finesse guy. And so you had to move your feet and stay in front of him. But then he'd catch you with a power move and he'd run you over. And so he was so hard to play against. See in the Hall of Fame? No. I don't, you know what, Would I don't, you put him in? I don't. It's a good question. I think he certainly had the skills. I don't know if the length of his career would. Uh, would you know, at the end of my we'll career, we'll look into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At I the end of my career, Doug Brown. I had a hard time. Uh, he was, he was skilled. He played hard. He played with a motor, and because of his body size, he I was, was going to so say tall. he's got the long levers yeah. and everything. He, yeah. he was he was a hard guy to block. So. There you go, 97. He watches all the time in Winnipeg. He'll be happy to see that for sure. Did you guys have a friendly uh, or not friendly? No, I think it was friendly. At least yeah. I thought it was friendly. Yeah. I, I enjoy him as a person. And he so was always, uh, you know, he, he was he just worked his butt off. So he, he's, he, You know what it is? He's one of those guys. People are jealous of Doug Brown. Absolutely. He's got it all. Yep. There you go, Doug. We're Doug Brown backers. What were you going to say? So? Well, I was just saying, we, when we were both player reps for both teams with the player association, oh, yeah. so I got to know him off the field as well and really enjoyed him. Good, really good guy. He's got it all. Yep, got it all. <laughs> uh, here's one, and I haven't forgot about that question I was going to pose to you about your player background, but Jeff the Stamps fan says, he goes, here's another Stamps fact. Maybe Mr. McNeil is aware. 500 or more in 2023, the Stamps will set the CFL record for most consecutive winning seasons at 15. That is something to shoot for. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's it's amazing. You don't want to let that slip. Nope. Right? Not at all. It's, uh, you know, one of the things we, as we re-engage with corporate Calgary, we talk about, you know, because people say, hey, just put a winning team on the field. And we're there. And, and, and you'll get people in the stands. And I say, under Huffnagel and Dickinson, we've won 71% of our games. We've done that. And fans have, are, yeah. are not coming. So we got to do something different. Yeah. 710 winning percentage under those two? Isn't that crazy? That's what it is? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, so I'll be, we have two and a half minutes in this break. We'll have much more after the top of the hour break. But how has your player background helped or hurt you in your VP of business role? I think it's been, it's been done nothing but help. Um, and certainly as we look to uh, engage with Calgary and the perspective from a player, I think, you know, 
I bring in elements that you know somebody off of the street that's never played the game, and how we do, how we make those connections with our fans uh, and with the team, and, and and bring it all together. I think it really does. It's made it a positive, and I think it's been nothing but good. Yeah. Well, the reason I don't want to catch you, it's just John Ryan is a really close friend of mine, and uh, the, the punter. Yep. He owns multiple baseball teams now, minor league. That's his thing now. And I said, when did you realize they're employees, John? And he started to, like, shift in his chair. He was uncomfortable with it. And I'm not saying you do, but you you get maybe they don't want to do this player appearance on this day or whatever, you know what I mean? And uh, CFL players are a special they're a special beast, right? There's a lot of demands on them. And the salary, last I checked, hasn't really gone up. That would be a, that would be a help, too, I would think, for you. To know that, right? The plight of the player. Absolutely, right? And it's, it is, they are, like you said, they're, they're unique, but they're special. And they do so much for our community and so much to help the team and engage with our fans and in the community. And, and so there's no athletes like them. I, of course, yeah. obviously I'm biased, but I, I still, I, when I'm out selling the team, I talk about our players and how they engage with fans and how they can help other businesses achieve their goals and, uh, and it'll be a great vehicle yeah absolutely yeah. jay mcneil good enough to stick with us into hour two two-time great cup champion current stamps vp of business operations we'll talk about uh, all your questions and look league-wide maybe tell some football stories too when we come back and mike wilner of uh, blue jays the deep left field podcast as they got the raise tonight that's all coming up after this break on game plus television and wqee radio to youtube.com slash the rod peterson show now you gotta subscribe click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you no matter the weather emergency or time of day you're the ones who get it done at Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.